Caleb, it's it's a struggle bus. Did you not go to Guitar Center? No, I just woke up at like four o'clock. Welcome to the Barely Saved Podcast, where we have the discussions real Christians don't have. Here's your hosts. I thought I had it positioned right because it was working earlier. So. That's what she said. I'm drinking coffee. I'm Mike, and I'm choosing violence today. Only, only today. Only today. Yeah. Matt, I have not been to Guitar Center. I, I didn't wake up until like 45 minutes ago. Guitar Center is like an 18-minute drive, so... Sounds rough, but you can go after the show. It's only like five miles, but I've got to cross the highway, and that light's going to take me like 10 minutes to get across. There's, there's a thing about when you're at a stoplight, and you've got to get across 11 lanes of traffic. It takes a while for it to get going for you. Oh, that's always a figure out how to... Go the other way. I I would I would find a way around that. So so there is a way around that. If I take another street, if I'm going right to get onto the interstate, the issue is I'm not. I literally need to get right across that, and then it's on the left. There's there's not a way around it that's faster. I don't believe you. Why don't you just go through it? Yeah, Rachel, what were you saying? Today, uh, Nate was working from home, so he is going to pick up our eldest child. So that I don't have to be super rushed to go get her, which is nice. Minerva. So even if we're a little bit late, it's okay. However, I do have to bake brownies tonight for life group. So I do have to go home and bake brownies. So I, and I want to go to a four o'clock jazzercise. So I'm kind of on a time crunch, but not as big of a time crunch. Mm. Four o'clock jazzercise, 420 brownies. So we have to be done by six. We have to be done by... Mike, is that your noise or is that Rebecca's noise? That's not mine. What noise? I don't think it's my noise. It sounds like a gerbil is eating in front of a microphone. Oh. It's 100% Mike. He's playing with cellophane. Sorry. Sorry. I was fidgeting. I was fidgeting. (laughs) Not my noise. (laughs) Get something to fidget with that doesn't make noise. This is why I play games on my phone while we record because nobody hears it. Mike, get so, something silent. It's much better. That's not silent. I can hear that. I have I know, decided. That's why I held it right here so you can hear it. That I'm going on a diet because I got on a scale this morning. Oh. Wait, are we taking guesses? Are we taking guesses? What did it say? Don't you know to never do that? I know. You know, I should know. I'm not telling anyone what it said. Nor will I tell people how much I lost if if and when I finish this. But I should say, I have a really bad habit of, like, tearing my nails off. And, like, for the past two weeks, they've just been growing. And they're, like, stupid long off the bed here. Oh, that looks like you need to tear them off again. (laughs) Just get to snacking, bro. I think you should go get a manicure and it'll feel nice with a hand massage and everything. I really do need to go get a manicure because then I can, like... Because my nails are, like, my fingernails are not great health-wise, so I need to, like, you know, work on that. And so being able to do that and not, like, tear them all off was like, all right, maybe I can make other changes in my life. And so I did my fitness pal. Caleb, I have had my 1,500 calories today. Are you only going to have 1,500 calories? That's my goal. Yeah, I'm okay. going gonna, gonna to actually try to lose weight. Okay. Um, <laughs> like, shed it. So I, I can't eat anything for the rest of the day because <laughs> I've, I've had them all already. <laughs> so 
we'll see how long that goes. Maybe I'll maybe I'll bump it a little bit, but fifteen hundred seems a little bit low. I mean, it's a it's a little low, but if I can pull it off, I might as well try. Okay, because because I would think your goal would be around like eighteen hundred. Have you seen? Uh, listen, I am fat enough that fifteen hundred is not going to make a big difference. That'll probably that'll probably put me at like two pounds a week, which is about what I would have you shoot for. I can't figure out how to change my calorie goal on my fitness pal. The way to change your calorie goal or whatever is to adjust how many pounds you want to gain or lose. That's how you adjust it. And then it also changes based on when you update your weight and then retell it to do that again. And that is just okay. Obviously, it's not a dietitian. If I actually wanted to do this intelligently, I would go to a dietitian. But Caleb, let's be honest. If I starve myself for two weeks, 1,500 calories a day, it's not going to lead to... First off, that's not starving. No. That's just a pretty low calorie intake. You'll lose five pounds. And it's it's not going to hurt me for two weeks. Now, if I did it for a year, then maybe we could be concerned. But for at least two weeks and just see how it's going, then maybe bump up to 1750 or something. But okay. the problem with MyFitnessPal also is that it takes out your exercise uh, calories. And I my watch routinely has me at 600 active calories a day. Okay. Um, which means that I would be able to eat like, I think it's 3000 calories based on their calculations for me losing two pounds a week, which seems like a lot of calories. That that seems off. Matt, what we really should do is like, you should have done like a track your weight for a month and what you were eating and what, and and then go from there. That's the real way to do it. But I just think, Caleb, what we have here is a series where I take the recorder to the doctor and we talk about it. And I would just uh, we just update Matt's fitness journey because then at least I have some sort of uh, accountability. Matt, I want to I want to say if you wanted to update your fitness journey, the way to do that is to tell everybody that you're stepped on the scale and you weighed. Like, that's how you start it. Mm. That's a good guess, but you're wrong. Two. That's not as good a guess as Caleb's. <laughs> that's a better guess than Caleb's, but I don't like it as much. <laughs> well, you've got a range. It was it was a little it was a little shocking. Uh, and then I opened my fitness pal and saw that the last time I had opened it, my weight was like two. And I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> This is the wrong direction. Hold on, I just want to confirm. I was within five pounds. Yeah. See, look at that. That's pretty good just seeing you pictures. And so I I need to lose at least 40 pounds. Um and probably more like 70. I mean, I, I also still need to lose like 70, so I, I don't. And I had two cookies today. So I am not on that waist loss journey right now. I'm on that weight loss pause. Um, because I was like, you know what? I want cookies today, so I, I ate some extra cookies. I am, however, I'd just like to point this out. So for anybody who's listening to this and then going to yell at me later, I am in full agreement with cheat days. So Sunday will be no calorie counting days. I, I don't think that that's a uh, great tactic, Matt. That's fine. 
I think that you should still count your calories. That's fair. Still count them. They just don't count. But right, right. You still count them. They just don't count. Yeah. When um when I got back into tracking on my fitness pal, it was like now after having um Genova. And so uh I definitely weigh more than I did when I first put in my goals. Like before I was like, hey, your current weight, and then I was like, mm, nope. <laughs> like it's definitely more than that. I wish. I, I know. <laughs> it was when I was it was when I was freshly postpartum. Um, when I was freshly postpartum, I was like, hey, I'm under 210 for the first time because I just lost a shit ton of blood and, like, baby. <laughs> and then I used, then I ate whatever I wanted for a month and a half and went, whoops. Like, I did not maintain. All right. Anything else? Mike, any updates from you? Anything exciting happening in your... What's your weight loss journey going to be like, Mike? Because... <laughs> Apparently, this is what we're... Mike is on a weight gain journey. <laughs> Mike is at the precipice of his weight gain journey where he needs to turn his little uh, belly pooch into uh, some muscle and uh, distribute it evenly around his body <laughs> so he doesn't look like an old man with a beer belly. Mike and Nate can join the, the dad bod, the dad bod um, challenge. See, but I don't even have a dad. I'm not even a dad yet. So that's the first step here. And then you can join that journey. They have a dog. They have a dog. That can count. It's fine. It doesn't. No, no, that doesn't count. True. I'm, I'm a dad dog. <laughs> oh, are you now? <laughs> a dog dad? No, I'm a dad dog. That's that's uh, okay. We have some <laughs> other questions to ask <laughs> off the podcast. <laughs> so jarring <laughs> don't i i need to there's a short in the adapter i really wish we when uh, i really wish our listeners could hear exactly what we hear when we when you play the music i think we i think Caleb might need to at least put that one in i i might <laughs> that was that was rough man <laughs> that was really jarring <laughs> so this is a twitter thread that was just super entertaining and it starts off with this tweet um of a deer walked into a store in colorado the shop owner gave her some cookies and then after leaving the store she returned after half an hour with the her with the rest of the herd <laughs> and came back into the store <laughs> and so this entire twitter thread became a uh, collage or like a, a thread of people who random animals like adopted them or different situations of odd animal encounters that then became like, there's one that a Fox comes back to this woman's garden every day for tea. Like, you know, comes for tea, like that time of day for like clockwork. Um, and, uh, the, the peacock that then like brought pea hens with him. And now she has this, she has 25, um, pea hens that live in her, house um it was just it was really great entertaining stories that were really really fun so you can scroll through that and find your favorite ones so i'm looking here at this this uh, peacock she adopts out their chicks every year mm -hmm. i i would like to adopt some of those chicks because peacock is a it's very dry bird but it's a very flavorful bird so i just feel like Stop that! 
What do you think happens to birds that we raise, Rachel? Why do you think we have peacocks? Peacocks are domesticated so we can eat them. I was trying to figure out where you were going with it because I was like, there's no way Caleb's having a freaking bird as a pet. I mean, they're they're called they're called peacocks and peahens. Dude, I'd love to eat a peacock. <laughs> maybe next time, maybe next time, say a pea fowl. Because <laughs> otherwise I'm just going to drop the pea and just let it be. <laughs> I can edit things. You guys are, this is devolving <laughs> very quickly. This roadrunner killed a snake outside of my house and then brought the carcass to my front door in exchange for hamburger meat. <laughs> I haven't seen that one. This reminds me of my grandparents who uh, were raising a, a baby possum in their backyard. And so last, I don't know, Christmas or Thanksgiving, I think it was Christmas, we uh, we were over there and we had our dog, Toph, who's a little baby 45-pound pit bull. And uh, my mom hated this stupid possum so much that she may or may not have let my dog out. <laughs> In my grandparents' backyard to try and go kill the possum. It didn't work. Your dog's too weak. Couldn't kill that possum. I pulled it from her mouth, so... Oh, okay. But did the possum die? No, I wouldn't let my dog kill the possum. Okay, see? Your dog's too weak. That dog should have had his neck snapped before you ever got there. (laughs) Probably. Um, There's also one that... um... Uh, there's a moose that entered a school. Yeah, but that's in Canada. Mooses get into schools all the time up there. Apparently, it doesn't happen all the time, Caleb. That's what I. That's what I learned. So this person, of course, there are currently more deer alive in North America than there ever has been in history. Deer have become pests, destroying property, competing with more endangered animals, and causing accidents. We need fewer regulations on eating wild game, and specifically wild deer. Man. Libertarians. First off, you don't need fewer regulations in order to get more deer to be killed. You can just increase the number that you're allowed to kill, and then more will get killed. Libertarians just, man, I don't know. Can't live with them, can't live with them. What we need is the wolf population. Then the deer would be under control. And maybe the panthers to come back. Then the deer population would be under control. Oh, man, we get some panthers. Hmm. Look, I hate deer right now. Because I, uh, well, one blasted my car, uh, but I got it. I got my revenge on it at the same time. Uh, deer are stupid, and I hate them. I mean, you were driving 70 miles an hour on the interstate, and you hit it with the front of your car. So I, I don't know that you could say that you... Hey, it was 85 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you were speeding... And I can't say that you it's like you like I got my revenge on the deer. It's like uh, I don't I don't know how if you know how this works, but you ended the deer's life before it did anything to you. I blasted it into oblivion. I will say I did. I was hoping to try to find the body because I was hoping to harvest uh, its internal organs. But deer is not as good as elk. But wait, well, hold on. Pause. Harvests internal organs. Yeah. What are you going to do with deer organs? You eat it. Usually you eat their flesh, their muscle. Like, Are you going to eat heart and liver? Is that what you're... You're going to eat their kidneys? Yeah. No, you eat the meat. 
Yeah. I my my friend likes eating uh meat uh animal organs. And so if they we found the body, we were going to we're going to get the kidneys, the liver and the heart. Okay. So this one says my dogs go out for their last potty break around 9 p.m. Minutes after they are back inside, Ricky arrives for dinner, going on two years now. We thought he was a he, but he is a she. This summer, she brought her babies with her. She has a distinctive marking, so we know it's her. It's a little raccoon. I love it. I love it. I love um, I have to say, though, all these things about um, like deer being really friendly. Deer are, or they can be, but... Those suckers can do some damage. Yeah, have you seen the documentary Tommy Boy? The uh, my stepmom's uh, dog. She has a Yorkie, and their house over on the west side. Um, Maggie happened. Maggie is the dog's name. Happened to get in between a uh, a doe and her fawns, and the doe lost her mind and like trampled the dog. It was like full on, like like hoof stabbing Maggie. And my mom is, like, freaking out, running, trying to, like, get the dog. And somehow, the dog was not injured. Like, she had, she was sore the next day. Dog has a high dex score. But, like. (laughs) (laughs) Or the deer has a low one. Yeah, my mom was like, I don't know if I can, like, appreciate deer as much as I used to after seeing, like, how violent and, like, damaging they can be like i just like i don't know i i I'm, I look at deer in a whole new way okay but all animals are mindless defending things that will kill you as soon as they can no that's uh, for, whoa 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 no first you're wrong second that's cats it's one thing to know that intellectually <laughs> it's very different to see it, like, play out in front of you, like, an aggressive deer attack on your own animal. Like, that's way different than just knowing, hey, deer can cause some issues. The, the, the only animal that would just eat you if it could get away with it is a cat. All cats. Lions. Tigers. House cats. All of them. They would eat you. Bears? No, no. Bears. Bears, like, they'll run away. Cats? They're like, Mm-mm, this is some food here. Even your house cat. True. They would eat you if it was big enough. See, I think all animals are vicious creatures because I spent my days in robotics class in my sophomore year of high school, um, not working, but watching animal fight videos on YouTube. And that's how I learned that koalas are terrifying. Koalas are not terrifying. They're slow and... Yes, they are. They No, they're scary as hell, man. They're vicious little suckers. I mean, if they're fighting each other, sure. Oh, no, they they attack humans. Don't worry. I'm not worried about a koala attacking me. It's Australia. Yeah, I know Australia. Even the teddy bears try to kill you, but they're still teddy bears. Yeah, but when those teddy bears have like three to four inch razor sharp claws that allow them to hang to trees one handed and eviscerate each other. That's fine. I don't know, man. I'm a little nervous. I'm 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 not worried. I'm not nearly as worried about fighting a koala as I would be fighting a raccoon. Oh, I'd be way more worried fighting a koala. Wait, like why am I fighting the raccoon though? I don't know. I'm hoping that I can become friends with the raccoon. Right, the raccoon is chill. The koala like I would love a raccoon as a pet someday. I want a pet skunk. Oh, I would love a pet skunk. Skunks are great pets. 
Dude, koalas hate everyone. Koalas do not? No. Haven't you watched any of Crikey It's the Ruins? Koalas are fantastic and wonderful. And they do, if they bite you, it really hurts. But, like, they're not super aggressive animals. Well, they're not super aggressive sometimes. They can be, though. But when they are, they eviscerate you. Don't they have, aren't they super aggressive during mating season? Yeah, also they can give you chlamydia. Maybe you don't have sex with a koala then. <laughs> we can get the, <laughs> don't let it bite you. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to say, um, if you're not having sex with the koalas, you're probably fine. Obviously, you guys don't understand how diseases can transfer. I would be more worried about getting leprosy from an armadillo. Yeah, because we actually have armadillos here. Are you going to lick the armadillo? Is that what you're worried about? No, leprosy can transfer just by touch. Like, leprosy is much easier to transfer. It's just a skin thing. So why, why are you touching armadillos? They're just boulder rats. Our armadillos are all over the place. Yeah, they're boulder rats. They're rats? They're ball rats. Alright, so this week, in my not being on the news much, I discovered uh, that there are woke mobs trying to interfere with professional sports. Whoa. And all of me, when I first heard this story, was confusion. I was like, wait, why is this a big deal? And then Matt explained it to me yesterday. And then I was still like, why is this a big deal? So can somebody explain to me why Aaron Rodgers and the whole COVID vaccine slash getting COVID situation is a big deal? Why do we care? Because I'm still in confusion about that. Well, I think we care um, because Aaron Rodgers is a well-known, he's a, he's, he's a face of a franchise in a sport that has high impacts um, or highly impacts our, the demographic of like conservative Christians. Um, Because there's a lot of people that take what, or like want celebrities on their side. Um, And so then are like, uh, create him out to either be a martyr or a um, hero. Like a, yeah. That's true. Yeah, yeah, I hadn't thought about that. People would be like, yeah, see, he wasn't vaccinated, and I'm not vaccinated. There, there's something specific about Christianity and its desire for a hero. I need a hero. I don't think that that's a unique thing about Christianity. It's unique. You're right. It's not unique. It's more troubling. It's true, because we have a hero. Franklin Graham. <laughs> Constantine. (laughs) (laughs) The Holy Roman Emperor. (laughs) Pope Francis. Marky Driscoll. (laughs) Thomas Cranmer. Yep. Okay, but but everybody wants a hero, right? Like, that's not just a... That is not just a Christian thing. You know, like that's that goes way back into ancient times. Everybody wants to have a hero. That's that's how that works. It's true. That's why you deify Caesar. Is, is he's your hero? He's your god. Like time change is the worst for animals. What? Time change is the worst for animals. Did you 
Did you forget my pill this morning? You can't hear Gus? Oh no, I can hear Gus. I can, I just ignore him. It's 5.10 for Gus, so he thinks it's time to eat. It's 5.10 for me, so I'm not sure I see the issue. I legit forgot that daylight savings happened. You need to live somewhere close to the border of where daylight savings time is, and then just move to a different house when daylight savings time happens, so that way you're just constantly in the same time zone for your pets. That sounds like the easiest uh, answer to not that big of a problem, Caleb. (laughs) Sounds like the most complicated answer to not that big of a problem. So the thing thing with Aaron that gets me, so there's a couple things. Uh, First off, Terry Bradshaw said, let me give Roger some advice. It'd be nice if he came to the Naval Academy and learned how to be honest. Oh my! Yeah, that that was what that was Shots pretty funny. fired. That was on the Fox News, so you know it's real. Yeah, I will say I don't like Aaron Rodgers. I never have. I mean, he's a fine football player, but I don't like him as a person. He's on your fantasy team. I don't want to hear it. He, sh- he, if you listen, you got a high draft pick on a quarterback. He's definitely somebody you pick. Uh, look, w- I I will sacrifice my morals for winning fantasy football. <laughs> He's he's the second best quarterback in the NFL right now. First off, that's the thing that we need to discuss. <laughs> like, you're willing to sacrifice your morals for fantasy football? Listen, he he's not paying those people. Look, I think he's a terrible person, but man, he gets me some points. And I'm really upset that he's out this week. Because <laughs> I got slaughtered. And and next week. Son of a... Is he out next week? Um, so it's a possibility. He can't, he can't be at the facility this week. No. Yeah. Yeah. He he can't be at the facility until Saturday. Right. So are you going to go, even if it's Aaron Rodgers, are you going to go with Aaron Rodgers on Sunday when he has had one day in the facility as part of the game plan? Now, granted, he's Aaron Rodgers, so you can give him the, the information or you can give him the film. It doesn't have to be in the room. But he can't be at the facility. It limits his ability to implement the the game plan for Sunday. And Jordan Love's going to take all the first team snaps. Nice. And if he is symptomatic at all, the the clock resets, and he has to get. I think he has to get tested prior to coming back if he has a symptom. Yeah. And he's been tested every single day. Uh. It, the semantics of it is weird because he um, keeps saying, so there's a an article in USA Today um, about it regarding his claiming his allergy to some of the, the contents of the mRNA vaccine um, mm-hmm. and then choosing not to get the J&J because um, of the blood clot possible side effects. And, um, but he says, like, so the whole press conference in August was when he they asked if he was vaccinated and he responded by saying, yes, I'm in I'm immunized. And um, and he said that his his plan was to say, I've been I've been immunized. It wasn't some sort of ruse or lie. It was the truth. Yeah, because he believes that the homeopathic remedy that he got will provide an immunization. Did it? I mean, he still got covid. Maybe. But he's not symptomatic, so maybe he maybe it did do something. I don't know. Maybe it worked, but he still tested positive. 
and because he's not vaccinated, the protocol is different. One of the things he he said multiple times in this whole thing is uh, he he. Well, first off, he's an idiot because just because you're not <laughs> vaccinated, like he's like, well, the people who aren't vaccinated. They are vaccinated, they get tested, and then they can go in the building immediately, and they might be sitting around five people. Yeah, but Aaron, just because you test positive doesn't mean that you're shedding. I don't know what the timeline is there, but there can be a difference. So that's part one. Part two, when you're vaccinated, we you can test positive and never shed. Yeah. Because just because you have the virus in your nasal cavity doesn't mean that you're shedding enough for other people to catch it. And... Even if you're shedding around other people who are vaccinated, it's not it's possible that they don't catch it. So he he takes this one little thing and cascades it into, well, I shouldn't have to the the rules shouldn't apply to me. And he thinks he's smarter than everyone else in the room, which generally when it comes to football, he is right. But in this situation, once again, humans are incredibly bad at risk assessment. You know, I keep seeing a TikTok about that on my For You page. Like, it's statistically verifiable that humans are bad at risk assessment. And mm-hmm. and it's, it's insane that people keep thinking that they're going to be able to make the best decision for their body. Like, he says, um, he talks about being allergic, and he said, my medical team advising me that the danger of an adverse event was greater than the risk of getting COVID and recovering. I do not think that that is a true statement. Yeah. Is it possible that it's a true statement? Yes. But I don't believe that it's a true statement. There are very few medical people that I know that would give that kind of, especially to an athlete, that yeah. the kind of long-term breathing complication, like those kind of things that have happened to people. And he's not. I mean, he probably doesn't have any underlying conditions, except apparently he's got an allergy to some sort of ingredient. Um, but he's 37 years old. He's not, like, super young either. Um, none of us are, you know, it's right in the range of where a little, little older than the rest of us. There's plenty of people who are in the prime of life and still got taken out or have long-haul symptoms. Yeah, I just, the whole thing is weird to me. And part of it is that people think that like public health is like an individual decision. Like there's the whole, oh, I don't have to wear a mask. I don't care about having a mask because you have a mask on and that protects you. And that ignores that public health is based off of uh, herd activity uh, because believe it or not, humans are herd animals. Yes. At least we act as herd animals. Like uh, Mike, your dog is not a herd animal. Your dog is around. Your dog maybe sees one or two other dogs at the dog park, but he's not interacting with lots of other dogs. She. Whatever. She. My dog is a female. I don't know. I think I think she's identifying as a he right now. I apologize. She <laughs> is not a herd animal. She's not around a bunch of other dogs. Rebecca's dog, Lily and, and Gimli, they're not really around a bunch of other dogs, right? They're by themselves. Wait, aren't aren't dogs pack animals, though? But your pet dogs are not herd animals. They're not around a bunch of other animals. I, I disagree. I di- they're, they, they still are a pack animal. Yeah, Caleb's making a distinction. 
They are not in a herd. Okay. Humans are in a herd because we interact with a bunch of other people. We go to the grocery store and are with people. We go to churches and are with a bunch of people. We are part of many different herds. And inside of herds, diseases spread. If you have a sick cow that's in a herd, you pull the cow out to isolate it. If you have a sick person, you quarantine them for 14 days. If you don't know that they're sick and they're spreading a disease, they're still a herd animal. They're in a herd, they're in a group, and they're spreading diseases. That's why we need this thing called uh, herd immunity. A certain number of people to get above a threshold so that way the virus can't spread freely. Yeah. People are herd animals. We gather in groups. And because of that, what one person does that spreads a virus more freely will affect a larger number of people than individuals. We're As much as we want to be individuals, we aren't. And the health decisions of one person surrounding a contagious disease affects the whole group, even if everybody else acts responsibly. Yeah. And it's, it's this whole thing that as Americans, we can't seem to understand that our behavior affects our brother and sister. Now, yes, Rebecca, you're right. Your dogs are pack animals. They're part of your pack or whatever, but they're not in a herd. I get what you mean. I get what you mean now, but that really wasn't clear when you started. Well, it's supposed to be clear when I was started. It was supposed to, it's supposed to be one of those things that you get there. But see, Caleb, sometimes when you try to start explaining things, you just dig a hole and the rest of us are looking at you like, what the crap are you saying? And it never gets clear. <laughs> so we have, I, I post an article here about, Long haul COVID, like uh, Rachel mentioned, and a little ways down, Doctor Greg has a last name, and his team at the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota, are treating and studying post COVID syndrome. Work issues have been one of the most significant problems we've encountered in our patient population. Up to forty percent of our patients are not back to work several months after their infection. Looking at the data from the clinic and several other studies, they noticed a troubling trend. We estimate that approximately 1.3 million individuals are out of work right now due to long-haul COVID systems, uh, symptoms. Wow. Like, we've, we've talked about the deaths. 700,000 deaths is a lot of people. But 1.3 million people cannot go back to their jobs because of long-haul COVID. Right? And when you combine that with 700,000 deaths, that's 2 million people in America that have had long-term adverse react symptoms or some situations tangibly because of COVID, either by death or loss of job. And I understand those aren't the same thing, but they're both long-term things. If that's 2 million people, let's just say that their estimate is correct. That is almost 1%. Well, it's six, it's 0.6% of the population, which is huge. Wow. And, and it's even a larger percentage of the adult population, right? Mm-hmm. And so we've, we keep, people keep talking about this as if it's not a big deal. And right now we're watching people die because they haven't been immunized. Because they, while, while the vaccine may not stop you from getting it, I don't remember anyone ever saying it will stop you from getting it. But it will definitely lessen the symptoms. It will give your body a chance to fight. And if your body has a chance to fight, it's going to do better than if you just even. And we know from studies that um, having vaccine vaccine immunity is better than natural immunity 
because the vaccine specifically targets the protein that causes the most or the protein spike that causes the most damage in humans, the ACE2 inhibitor. And so the problem with what Rogers is saying and and his position, like Caleb mentioned, is this is not just him because now his decision affects so many more people. And like he said, I listened to my buddy Joe Rogan and took his medical advice. The problem is you cannot say in one breath that you contacted these medical officials and they told you the adverse reactions were going to be worse. And then in the next breath, say you listen to Joe Rogan and his medical advice. Like, bro, that's not critical thinking. That's just stupid. Yeah. Uh, Joe Rogan is one of the top doctors of our time. Don't you know that? You know, in, in the, in the, in like the 900s sense of doctor, I completely agree. He just tries shit and sees what happens. He's, I say he's got some really nice mushrooms I hear. He's practicing. Exactly. Yeah, so not to make it partisan, but to a certain extent it is. In 2020, COVID deaths were similar amongst Republicans and Democrats. The rate was basically the same. Almost twice as many people in Republican counties are getting and dying from COVID than in Democrat counties. In counties where Trump won at least 60% of the vote, twice as many people are dying from COVID than in counties where Biden won. And that maps on to where people are getting vaccinated. So in 2020, and and in the times before there was a vaccine widely available to the public, the death was the same in both places. Right. But now that there's a vaccine and there's higher vaccinated rates amongst Democrats than Republicans, more Republicans are dying. And I think that's something that we, we should look at and say this, people are making a choice that they think is for individuals, but as a community, they're dying more. Mm-hmm. And that's a thing that we need to look at. And I don't know how to convince people to get vaccinated in mass. The only thing that I know to do is to talk as individuals to people who are afraid to get vaccinated and say, you know, I got the vaccine. And it didn't adversely affect me. And I'm fine. And point to yourself as an example and say, well, I'm fine. And so you should be fine as well. Yeah. Because otherwise, if we can't get this divide fixed, we're just going to have more people die needlessly. And I have to say, I mean, there have been, there there are cases of adverse vaccine reactions it's a reality of but i should say but that's a reality of any medical treatment there's always the possibility of i get a fever every time i get a flu shot right so and here's the thing i had a friend i have a friend who worked in the covid floor on um on the west side of the hospital for multiple of the months like she did a lot of the covid work and then when she was working in uh, the ICU or the ER, I can't remember which, um, they did have like a 19-year-old who came in and had and died of a massive heart attack like two days after he'd gotten his vaccine. 19 years old, inflamed heart, like he it was a it was ruled a, an adverse reaction to his vaccine. Yep, myocarditis as a result of a COVID vaccine. Thank you. Yeah, I couldn't remember the the phrase. And her and I was like, snap, like that's. It's, it's, it's different having somebody I know personally, like, see that. However, 
what she said was, you know, I would much rather, um, I would much rather die of a heart attack than a COVID death because I've seen how people die from COVID and it's so horrific and long and painful and, uh, and all the things <laughs> that I would much rather die from a heart attack than, than from COVID. Well, and there has to be like a conversation about myocarditis and how it like, I don't know if we know exactly the, the way that that happens with the COVID vaccine. Right. But, but what we can say is that we know that COVID also affects the heart. Yes. And so if that person had had COVID regularly, there's no, there's no telling if that would have happened anyways. And I don't want that to be the case at all. And I wish that we had ways to, um, identify preemptive and, yeah right and 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 take care of those things prior to because myocarditis and a heart attack are not automatic like you're dead scenarios um and that's uh, that's part of the problem it's, it's one of those things and this this disease is going to be around for years and by years yeah. i mean forever covid19 was a new virus in 2020 it's not going away ever uh, it's a new in 2019, Caleb. That's why we named it COVID-19. Yeah, come on, Caleb. Could you, like, pay attention? Come on, Caleb. Get it together. We even know what the world's ha- when the world's happening. Also, just because it's new doesn't mean that it has to stay at this level of death. Because we can train our immune systems to, like, we can evolve. I know. It's okay. Um, to have our bodies as a collective fight this on the regular it can just be another coronavirus for us right but it's it's going to be here because it's in the deer population it's in the raccoon population once the disease makes it into other animals that stay around there's no getting rid of it it's like ebola there's always going to be ebola in africa sure it doesn't have to be a pandemic we can keep it under control but it's going to happen there's always going to be infections and it's not like we have there, we can say that we've eradicated some sort of disease in our culture, in our population, but it's still there. But we can, like, like we eradicated smallpox because smallpox is only a human disease. Right. But once it's in other animals, widespread, there's no eradication. It's like rabies, unless you're in England. True. Or England doesn't have rabies. It's like Hawaii. Nice. We talked about this on the podcast. Yeah, if you're going to take your animal over there, it has to be vaccinated against it because they eradicated the population on the island, the rabies. Yeah. I mean, there's perks of being an island. They used to have real bad rabies. All right, it's time for the tweet. Here comes the tweet. Who would like to read said tweet? Oh, I got this. Uh, if you had to go to the closest church to your residence, what denomination would you be? Yellow is my church, SBC. Blue is my house. It is a picture of two of a block, basically, with <laughs> two buildings right next to each other. One is circled in blue and one is circled in yellow. She's right next to. <laughs> so today's game, boys and girls is go to maps.google.com and see which church is closest to your house. It's not super hard for me, but... That's what she said. Can I use Apple Maps on my phone and just search church? Uh, I guess.
How does it not show up on Apple Maps yet? So the one closest to my house is is actually the Kittitas Community Church. Not New Life, where I attend. Although they're very close to each other, so it's kind of like a moot point. Nope. So what denomination are you, do you have to switch to? It's non... It's a community... I don't think it's affiliated with anything. So it's Baptist. Basically. <laughs> Maybe even Southern Baptist, who knows? Like, they don't even have a website. Woofty. Okay, I would be going to the Church in Cheney. That's what it's called. It's weird that y'all say it that way. What, they say Cheney weird? Yeah. It's Cheney. No, that is not... What language is this? Uh, I don't know, but it's Cheney here, but there's also, you could say Cheney, but that's like Dick Cheney or Cheney Stadium in Tacoma, Washington. Right, because anytime you have a C-H-E-N-E, the, the E's don't both say their names. Look, English is stupid and I don't respect it. It makes no sense. We are well aware that you have a disrespect <laughs> for most things. Certainly the uh, English language. Okay, so the church in Cheney. Uh, they are non-denom. They are so non-denom that church in the title is lowercase. Oh. Yeah, look at that. Weird. Caleb? Church and Cheney. Uh, I found the church, but I'm having trouble figuring out what denomination it is. Hmm. They don't, they don't, they're not really into labels. No, they're not really into, I don't, I don't even know if they're not into labels. They're not good into having a website that's easy to navigate. Like the what we believe link doesn't work on the iPhone. Helpful. Oh, they are uh, International Pentecostal Holiness Church. IPHC. They're not bad. Uh, I don't know who the pastor is here. They don't, they don't have their staff on their page, which maybe I like, but also maybe I don't. <laughs> Mine would be a ELCA church. Oh, <gasps> yeah. That's what I grew up in. Which, for the uninitiated, stands as? Evangelical Lutheran Church of America. Okay. Wow. Because lo there's lots of different Lutheran churches, and they can be pretty different. They are very different. The, the closest like Christian school to us, I think, is the uh, it's a Wisconsin Synod Lutheran church. Yeah, the the Kittitas Community Church, what's kind of sad is, you know, it's, the name is Kittitas Community Church, and they do nothing in the community. Um, well, this has been a fun game, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I think that uh, all of our podcast listeners should do this test to see what denomination they would be, and then comment it in the Barely Saved Bears podcast group, which if you're not part of, you can uh, join where we have conversations about the podcast uh, or comment it on our Facebook page where the episode link is shared because we would love to see what denomination you would be. And just for fun, you can also share what denomination you currently are so that we can get a better idea of our demographic. All right, I have to go because I told my wife would be done and I'm three minutes over. So I'm interested in the news story, and I'm, I'm going to listen to it oh, afresh. Oh, no. In a couple wait, days. Hold on. Matt, wait. Wait, hold no, on. No, I go. told Amanda I have to go. Don't go. No, wait. I, yeah, wait, no. Wait, my wife is more wait, important than read you. Read that link. Read that link. All 
A broken toilet on SpaceX capsule means astronaut will return to Earth in diapers. Yes, I read that. <laughs> I already saw That's that. That's amazing. <laughs> Is that our news story? Yeah. I just, I, I feel like we've had a lot of downers recently with our news stories because the news can be sad. And I just I wanted to wanted to have something um, lighthearted to share. So we all know that people go to space, hang out on the International Space Station, floating around doing sciencey things. Yeah, sure. Space isn't real though, so right. Oh, true. Um, tell these people who will have to return to Earth in diapers because uh, they don't want to have a mess, given that the toilet on their uh, capsule is broken that's incredible it's it's just the world building to propel the lie of space forward you know it's it's like uh, on the one hand i'm glad they know the toilet's broken before (laughs) they leave the iss right before someone just takes a massive steaming dump in there well because the thing is they're in space it floats around and so it's got to be pulled off and partitioned out so that way it's in another area and if there's an issue with that, they're coming back into the atmosphere at a pretty fast rate, but they're in zero gravity before that. And so things float around and then they come in. And if if they didn't know that the toilet was broken, they would have a horrible disaster coming in. Yeah. And so I just, I'm glad wow. that we know that this is an issue before they're coming. And so... Could you imagine being attacked by your explosive diarrhea twice? (laughs) Right? Oh my gosh, you guys, story time. Last night, Minerva, um, she ate some not great things apparently on Saturday. And then Sunday morning, she did not eat her breakfast that she brought to the church like she was supposed to. But she ate a crap ton of candy from our kids director's office (laughs) without me knowing. I didn't know she hadn't eaten her breakfast. So she comes in with a Capri Sun and is like, can I have a juice? And I was like, sure. Cause I was working and not like thinking. So I'm getting, I'm getting Ginerva ready for bed. And we hear her start yelling and she said that her tummy hurt. And I was like, go put some of the oil on it. It helps with her, with digestion and stuff. And she uses it often. We both do whatever. And so, um, and when you see her like, oh, dad, in the bathroom, <laughs> and he goes in, and I just hear Nate ask, like, hey, well, what is that? It's poop. <laughs> and she had just, like, barely missed the toilet to get on the toilet fast enough. Um, and so it just had some, like, on the back of her thigh, because I, I was on the seat in the back of her thigh in her hand. And so she's, like, losing her mind over... Right. She was losing her mind because she had already lost her shit. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Nate, like, oh, man, God bless him. He was just super calm. Like, it's hey, it's okay. Like, we're going to wash your hand. We'll do, you know, whatever. Like, you're fine. Just let it come out and we'll deal and it really, she didn't, she hardly got any on her, it sounded like. Um, and we were a little concerned, like, oh, man, is she going to have, like, is this a stomach bug, maybe? But then thinking back over, like, what she'd eaten, and then the whole candy fiasco yesterday morning, um, she definitely... She she didn't have enough fiber in her diet. She did not have enough fiber in her diet, and... Um, uh, and so <laughs> we talked about that and said, like, you know, we have to make... We have to make wise choices about what we eat because of what it does to our body. And so 
Miss uh, Minerva had an experience quite what could have could happen to the astronauts if, um, you know, with a broken toilet. Luckily, luckily for the astronauts, they will all be wearing diapers as they splash down in the ocean. Uh, yep, they're going to splash down. Do you have some backsplash? No, they're wearing diapers. I, we just established this, Mike. No, they bounce into the ocean. Uh. So I, I just think that it's like, with all of our scientific uh, advancements, we've moved to the point where grown people have to wear diapers. That's where SpaceX has gotten us with its research. Well, I mean, makes sense considering space doesn't exist and they're in a basement somewhere, basement sound studio somewhere in Arizona or Northern California. Stanley Kubrick is there. Yeah, but how do they how do they get the flight thing though? Like how how do they get the floating what flight thing? How how do they get the floating around pictures if they Wires. are in somewhere? No Duh. graphic design. Duh. I, I just... Have you seen Interstellar? It's the same soundstage. It's the same sound, soundstage. I have seen Interstellar. And it was a great documentary. <laughs> you didn't expect me to steal your joke there, did you, Mike? Whatever. Because the, the, <laughs> the way that I did that, you kind of broke a little bit when I said that. I'll just move on. Uh, Stanley Kubrick faked the moon landing. I mean, you called Tommy Boy a documentary about the damage that deer can do. So <laughs> I did. <laughs> I freaking love that movie. So the fact that I can call Interstellar a documentary, you, you can just go with it. Well, The Shining is just Stanley Kubrick saying, I faked the moon landing. So, you know. So it's been fun. No. You're right. It has not been fun. Rebecca. My stupid fingers typing wrong. Well, maybe you should get back to kitchen and sewing and stuff. That was really weak. I'm really sorry. That was just really weak. That wasn't even worth a sigh. That was like... <laughs> First off. Yeah, do you forget who you're talking to? What you should have said is, Rebecca, you need to go get in your place and make some brownies. <laughs> because that's actually what I need to go do. Because, and you more insulted Caleb because he's the one who actually like cooks and sews of the three of us here. But at the beginning of this, she said that she had to go make brownies. So you should have, you should have brought that back. Yeah. I, I apologize. It was weak. It was a weak attempt. I'm hungry. I need to go eat some food. Because what I said is entirely accurate, but also sounds super sexist. It's true. What Mike said was insulting and awful. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't even worth being offended over. It was just so dumb. It really was. It was just that I just had to sigh because that's apparently what I do. That's your catchphrase. I know. I just Can we just have a shirt that says sigh? So the second thing here that I just I just want to point out because it just Wait, we're not done? No. There's one more thing. I have one more thing. So this crew got to do something for the first time in space. Um, they've been there for 200 days. They grew the first green chili, pe chili peppers in space, and they made tacos out of them. Oh. So I just, I just have to say. Are these people used to spicy food? 
or are they having a white people taco night? Of, of all of the foods that I want to try now, space tacos are pretty high on that list. I would love to eat spaghetti in space. Okay. I just think it would be really fun to like throw the noodles up in the air and like slurp it all up. Thanks for listening to the Barely Safe Podcast. Make sure to subscribe using your favorite podcast app. You can find more episodes, links, and show notes, and merch at barelysafepodcast.com. Oh, son of a biscuit. Biscuits and gravy. Biscuits and gravy.